Hello, everyone, and welcome to HR from Happy Valley. We are the dogs, and we are coming to you live from the Keller Building. My name is Zachary Ross, and I will be one of your facilitators for this podcast, along with my fellow dog mate, Lauren. Hi, everyone. My name is Lauren Summers, and I am super excited to record this podcast. It is very chilly, Zach. Oh, my goodness. Walking here this morning, it was so brisk, so cold. My face was hurting. I was shivering. You know, it's just, it's just, it's crazy here in state. Zach, Zach, the Steelers jersey is warming me up. Last <laughs> night's win. I'm really excited about that. I'm excited for this podcast. My dog mate, Chris, <laughs> let's do this. All right, guys, Chris here. Since we're talking about the cold, let me tell you, those parking garages this time of year, man, they're killing me. I was fighting for a spot. And while we're letting things off our chest, and we're talking about dogs, the Georgia Bulldogs, I think they took my entire bank account away this weekend. Awful, awful. Fun to be here and excited to speak with you. We're going to have a Here's the Buzz newscast, and then we're going to kick it to Nate and Chris to debate some of their arguments. But overall, we are so happy to be here, and this is going to be a great podcast. We're going to go around, take our time, get, give, give our parts here and there, and then we're going to come back together. And we really hope that you enjoy our podcast here today. Once again, we are the dogs reporting to you live from HR from Happy Valley. Hello, and welcome back to HR from Happy Valley. This is episode one, and we are the dogs, Nathan, Lauren, Chris, and myself, Zachary Ross. And here is our, here's the Buzz Newscast. I today will be, re- be reporting from the Here's Something Cool desk. Each of us have separate articles based on different aspects of the human resources department in the hospitality industry. I would love to introduce you to the rest of my team. Nathan, let's kick it off. Thank you, my good man, Zach. I'm very happy to be here. My name is Nathan Dreer, and I am reporting from the Here's Something Important desk. My article is based on why companies should recruit like a college basketball coach. This article really got me into the mood from seeing the basketball team perform yesterday. Even though they lost, this article will definitely cheer you guys up. And now I'm just going to dive right into it. This article is all about how companies need to recruit potential employees like they are a college basketball coach. In college basketball, typically what happens, players at big-time programs only stay for, for one year, then, then move on to the NBA draft. College basketball coaches' basic sales pitches to these players is that they are best suited and equipped to, to, to prepare them. For the, for the next level. Employers need to take a page out of the book of college basketball coaches. They need to let their recruits know they could set them up for a good long career going forward. People are not trying to be stuck at the same job for, for, for 20 plus years with no growth whatsoever. People typically want what they can out of a, out of a, company and move on to bigger and, and better things. Now, what is a unique and cool, cool about this topic is the concept is unique because the strategy works very well in, in the world of college basketball and sports in general. But if we really sit down and actually think about it in the business world, it can also work as well. 
it's all about growth and development. And as a big-time college basketball fan, I love this concept of, of recruitment. I believe this is the quickest way of hiring and the most successful way. The, the results are also, also good as well. I stated earlier, people don't want to be stuck in the same job forever and ever. People typically want change and growth and companies need to offer it. That right there is good for the employer and the employee. Now, I don't think the article literally wants companies to, to recruit like an actual college basketball coach. They just want a new approach to the whole thing. Thank you, Nathan. Now, man, that was awesome. Not only is basketball one of my favorite sports, but it is so, so cool how you <clears throat> incorporate recruiting similar to college basketball coaching. Now, Lauren, how are you kicking it today? I'm feeling fantastic on this early morning. I'm reporting from the Why You Should Care desk about how employee passions are key in this winning workplace. And I care about this trend because they affect the future of hospitality, which is why you guys should care too. Aww. The founder and CEO of Sosimo, a digital marketing agency, Larry Gueri, is responsible for avoiding employee burnout and increasing team engagement. So he believes that one way to encourage this is to make rewards fun. He awards reward points to employees that do extra in their daily work routines, which is awesome. When you are rewarded with these points, you eventually cash them in for fun team building activities after hours, such as going to the movies. And at the end of the month, even an Oscar is awarded to the employee with the most points. He also initiated additional compensation based on the number of extra hours employees invest, rewarding this extra work. So regarding employee burnout, Guari provides them with mental health days and offers even yoga classes, which I personally would love. He also hosts one-on-one -on -one lunches and explains that doing these things allows his employees to come to work with passion and feel driven to be effective and engaged. That is lovely, Lauren. And yoga is always a plus. Keeping employees satisfied in the workplace is something that is essential to having a well-balanced business. Now, Chris from down south, what do you got for us today? Howdy there, my guy, Zach. I'm doing great. Okay, so today we're going to be breaking a mental sweat, everyone, when it comes to my desk. I'm going to give you something to think about. So my article comes from this guy named Craigie, and, and we're going to be rethinking the employer and employee relationship. So the main points of what this was is pretty much the pandemic. It's strained the relationship as employers. They're facing a lot of scrutiny now with how they're actually supporting their employees and their actual health, their personal lives, dignity, and all together their well-being. So ways that we can evolve this employer and employee relationship is to create a straight up work is work type of mentality and just keep it something that's strictly professional. And we have to expect all of our workers to find meaning and purpose outside of their actual jobs. So making purpose a dominant force in the relationship between these two and having both see it as a shared purpose with their work, it's just going to create an environment where our employees and employees are going to be something that's completely different and it's going to be something that's more effective and a healthier relationship between the two. So, I mean, I know you got something good coming our way. I mean, I can't wait to hear it. I'm going to throw it back to you, Zach. Thank you, brother. Wow. Now you really gave me something to think about there, Chris. Finally, I'm reporting from the Here's Something Cool desk today. My article 
focused on how different companies are looking into, into the possibility of replacing employees with robots. Recently, companies are finding it impossible to find employees, and it seems that no one really wants to work. This is due to the COVID-19 pandemic and the lack of benefits that are currently being offered. I mean, robots are also cheaper and usually more consistent with the quality of work that they produce. Additionally, small businesses can't find employees because the current post-COVID pandemic environment is all about high wages and remote work, which is just not possible for small businesses. This is unique because companies aren't necessarily trying to replace humans, but instead they have no other option because the work needs to be completed by the end of the day. Thank you so, so much for listening. And we all hope you learned something new, interesting, and cool. We'll see you next time. And once again, we are the dogs. Welcome back. Once again, we are the dogs. And we are reporting to you from the Keller Building for HR from Happy Valley. We are so happy that you are here to join us. And we really hope you enjoy our debate today. My name is Zachary Ross, and I will be the facilitator for this debate, along with my fellow dog mate, Lauren. Hello, Zach, and hello, everyone. My name is Lauren, and I'm so excited to be leading this debate with Zach. My dog mates and myself would love to tell you a little bit about each of us before we dive in. I'll begin. My name is Zachary Ross, and I'm a senior majoring in hospitality management with a minor in corporate innovation and entrepreneurship. I am from Boston, Massachusetts, and a huge football fan. The New England Patriots are on fire right now. Upon graduation this upcoming December, I'll be working in sales for a technology company in the greater Boston area. I cannot wait to gain more experience in this industry and move back to my hometown. Now off to Lauren. Hello, I'm from Long Island, New York, studying hospitality management here as a junior. And I'm very interested in the hotel side of the industry, and I also just love to travel. My hometown is close to the beach, and I hope to find this environment in my job once I graduate. I hope to work in the hotel side of the industry, and I'm super excited to hear this debate between Nate and Chris. Now off to Nate. Thank you, Warren. I'm hoping that I'm going to take my side of this debate, of course, but... I'm just going to dive in. My name is Nathan Dreer. I'm from Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. Shocker, I'm also studying hospitality management. I'm currently a senior, interested more in the hotel and restaurant side of the industry. And a fun fact about me is I'm a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so boo, Zach, your Patriots, boo. But um, another fun fact about my hometown, there's a liberal arts college called Bucknell, Bucknell and I live close to there my entire life. Now off to my debate counterpart, Chris. Hey everyone, how you doing? It's the winning side of the debate here, Chris Rubino. Oh. But uh, oh. just want to tell you a little bit about myself from Scranton PA. Da, 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 da. So I'm sure you guys know that's where the office is from. And uh, going to throw a big curveball here. I mean, you won't believe me probably, but I also study hospitality. And I'm going to be graduating this upcoming spring. Plans are to get involved in either the casino or hotel operations side of the industry. And may as well pitch you if any of you want to hire me. You got a nice, dedicated, hardworking young man here. And I'm excited, though, for you guys to listen to the debate that we put together. And hope that's something you can think about. Now, 
Let's dive into our topic. Are you all ready? Yes. (laughs) Should Christmas be celebrated in the workplace? Oof, that is a tough one. I mean, there are many different arguments both for and against Christmas in the workplace. This topic has been causing a lot of controversy within many different companies as of late. Today, we are lucky to have Chris and Nate go head-to-head debating their views on this extensive and very controversial topic. With Christmas coming up very shortly, companies are required to make decisions as to how to celebrate these holidays with other coworkers and in the workplace as a whole. Christmas is considered to be the most wonderful time of the year, and one must think of all related parties in the workplace during this time. Happiness, songs, movies, presents, you name it. The late December cheer is something that people look forward to throughout the whole entire year, and everyone is eager to celebrate their religion during this joyful time. Religion helps define many different types of people and lets them find their true selves. However, if a company neglects to show support or acknowledgement to these specific beliefs, it can send a larger message to the employees, which will then affect productivity in the office as a whole. At the same time, holiday parties reduce stress and anxiety between employees in the office, and many companies are trying to find alternate ways to loosen up with their employees. But Zach, research shows that 27% of employees aren't necessarily keen about Christmas parties. And what if these parties exclude certain people since their religion isn't recognized? This can cause so many issues and can be an absolute disaster for a company's human resources department. Questions, 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 Lauren. I'm wondering the same thing, honestly. But I would love to know more real information about each side before I throw a big party in my HM466 class this Christmas season. And Zach, Mr. Tews would not appreciate that. Anyways, let's dive right into it. My dog, Chris, what are your thoughts on this whole issue? Do you support Christmas parties in the workplace? Where are your thoughts, my man? Thank you, Zach. Well, let me start off by just saying what a perfect time for this debate, isn't it? As we're getting close to the holiday season. Definitely is. Can't be better. And uh, I will be supporting office Christmas parties as everyone else should. So let me just start it off by throwing out the best things about Christmas. Cookies, Santa, great tunes, and holiday bar crawls. You really can't beat it. It's the best time of year, and the lights on the Christmas trees going looking for reindeer. Especially down uh, downtown. It's, it's been looking beautiful out there. Right? It's just awesome. Wait, 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 wait. Have you considered going caroling with your employees instead? Seth, come on, my guy. That's not very professional. So let me get into why Christmas should be allowed in the workplace. So first point we're going to throw at you. By having an office Christmas party, what this actually does for you, it's going to give your company an opportunity to display what their actual values are and show that team spirit is something that's going to be very important. And parties are also a great place where conversations just can come along a lot easier. And it's going to be a great opportunity for the company to actually learn about what different improvements can be made to make their workplace better for their employees because when it's just at a party, people are a lot more lenient with how they're talking. They'll be, maybe be more open and honest about what they think is better for the company. So having this type of honesty there, it's only going to help improve the company by fixing different flaws. And it's also going to help satisfy their employees because the more that they take care of these issues and they're noticed, 
your employees are just going to feel more value. And also by having these office Christmas parties, this is actually going to bring forth an opportunity for our employees and upper level management, different managers to actually bond and have a chance to be relieved from the different stresses that work brings. So that's really what the whole point of this is. It's not actually about celebrating Christmas specifically. It's just every job is going to be better when you actually know the people you are working with and you see them as more than just any old plain coworker. So by actually bringing this bonding opportunity into the workplace, it can help make our employees happier with their job. And you know what happens when you're happy with your job? You're going to have a lower rate of turnover and that's going to make all companies happy. So I'm going to start off with that because don't want to destroy Nate a little too much off the bat. So I want him to throw some counterpoints at you real quick. Ah, Chris, Chris, I've sat, I've, I've listened, and I am bored to tears. Oh, I heard me yawn a couple whoa, times whoa, about whoa. this. <laughs> Hold on, stay in your lane, Chris. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to knock your socks off if they're already just crazy. My Christmas socks? <laughs> Boo, again, oh, my goodness. You are making me upset, sir. Now... I'm just going to dive right into it. Wow, I really support Chris's activities that boost morale in the workplace and, you know, just, you know, reward and compliment employees for a job all done. I think that a workplace Christmas party is not the way to go. Celebrating Christmas in the workplace invites many legal troubles because it is Christian-focused and does not include those of different backgrounds and beliefs. Chris, do you want legal troubles? I'm going to answer that for you. No, no, no. And then, and, and, you know, 2021, today's workplace is very diverse and includes individuals and various religious, or brother, religious and cultural yeah, beliefs. A Christmas party may make some employees feel that the company is endorsing one side or, or the other. So side picking. A couple of cases came to mind while doing while doing my research. The Scoros versus the city of New York, the American Civil Liberties Union of New Jersey versus Schumler. Those are two big cases. If you want to dive in deeper, that that just explain why Christmas in the workplace is just not very good. Legal challenges to celebrate Christmas in the workplace are not hard to find. So, boom, Chris. Well, well, well. I mean, those are both some great points, but I think I need some more. I'm really not fully convinced yet on either side. Yeah, I definitely need some more, too, from both of you, actually. So let me hear it, Chris. Give me some more points. What you got for me? All right, fine, fine. Let me bring in my wingman debate, man. Come on in. Oh, look, it's science and research studies. Oh, you're in trouble now, Nate, let me tell you. So this study is actually coming from... Dr. Twos, who else? I mean, you can't really debate against Dr. Twos, can you, Nate? Come on, man. So there's different positives that are found throughout plenty of different studies, but the one we're looking at today, it's all about having fun in the workplace, what that's going to be able to do for your company. So it's been found that having fun at work is going to lead to a work environment where your employees are actually going to end up being more engaged with their work. And when you have that happen, it's only going to lead to more success for your business. And also a better culture between the entire company and all the employees. So we have to give these positive experiences, such as the office Christmas party, because scientifically this is going to lead your organization 
having workers that are going to be more engaged and more engaged workers, more successful as a company, more money for everyone. So I know a big argument of yours it's that having office Christmas parties is going to be the religious aspect, actually. I know that's a big part of your debate there. So to make sure that we have this event be sustainable so that all the benefits that it does bring can be reaped by the company, the party has to be in something that's going to be very inclusive for everyone and all different types of cultures. So a way that we can get this done is by first and foremost making the party actually voluntary and leaving out any sort of strong religious symbols such as crosses, maybe Christmas trees, just to make sure that it feels inclusive for everyone that's going to be attending. And the goal is to make all of our workers feel very comfortable while they're there and just enjoy the time away from doing actual work and be able to spend time with their employees. So as previously explained, these Christmas parties, they're going to be a great thing for bonding between our coworkers, going to help increase productivity, going to create a better culture, and all together, just more success for your company. So I just think there's way too many positives that come from it for this not to be something that almost everyone should do. And I'm going to throw it back your way to finish out. My socks are on. I was hoping you would have knocked them off. Am I now? But they're still on. I'm just going to completely blank you here. But staying out of legal trouble isn't the only reason I don't think that Christmas should be celebrated in the, in the workplace. We have to consider the mental health of our employees. If an employee feels forced to attend a yearly Christmas party, going and going to the party and participating in festivals and the hostile work environment, hostile work environments are high stress. Employees who feel they work in a hostile work environment are you know, are less productive, take more sick days, and are more likely to eventually leave the company all together. And think about how, how difficult it is to find good employees, especially now, post-pandemic 2021, going into, going into the new year. We have to do everything we can to hang on and nurture them. My final, my final argument against you, Chris, against Christmas in the workplace is that it can make work it can make workplace less diverse. While I know that you feel that a Christmas that Christmas parties that Christmas parties you know are very inclusive, they they can do the exact opposite. The yearly Christmas party may make a may make a business or a business appear less culturally or less culturally insensitive. Some employees will feel excluded from the from the company culture, instead of instead of you know instead of everybody gathering gathering as one, the a Christmas party encourages the exact opposite. The excluded employee will not stay. They'll seek a, they'll seek new employment where they feel as one. What now? What a company now? Now what company can't afford to lose lose that? Just overall, overall the way I see it, Christmas parties don't don't you know don't mesh. I ultimately think Christmas parties should be away, especially now at this time. Thank you so so much for your time and listening to our debate today. Now, what are your thoughts? Follow us on Instagram, Snapchat, or Facebook, as well as comment below to let us know your thoughts. 
Oh, this whole thing is getting my blood boiling. I feel like Miles Finch from Elf. You yes, must run over this table and tackle you. Mm -hmm. Once again, this is HR from Happy Valley, and we hope you have a great rest of your day. We are the dogs. Welcome back. Once again, we are the dogs. We want to thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast today. We hope you enjoy yourselves, and we all now have a few quick words to say. Thank you, Zach, and it's been a pleasure to be working with you all today. This podcast was great. The laughter, the entertainment, the debate between Nate and Chris, overall, just a great podcast, and I'm, I'm just so happy to be here, and I'm so glad it went so well. Nate, do you have any words to say? It was definitely a, a great going back and forth. My counterpart, Chris, was awesome. Awesome. I also did agree with his points, but I agree that he did a great job. I really enjoyed it thus far. Chris, give me a big pound, buddy. Of course. Yeah, Thank you, Nate. Yeah, but all together, it was a great experience. I'm going to start doing this professionally. Not going to lie. But... Don't get ahead of yourself, Chris. Chill out. Thank you so much once again. And for one final time, we are reporting to you from HR from Happy Valley, and we are the dogs. Who let the dogs out?